The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Monday, November 29th, and we the football continues unabated. Um, we got bowl game. Championship weekend for the college stuff is coming up. The regular season has concluded. We're still just in week 12. The NFL season never ends. Uh, Washington and Seattle play a football game this evening on ESPN. Seahawks are headed to the East Coast to try and break a uh, bit of a skid here where they have struggled mightily. Russell Wilson coming back from his hand injury has not been very good. Joining me to break it all down, the one, the only, Tyler Sullivan. Sully, what's up, buddy? What's going on, Will? How you doing? I am I am going along. <laughs> You're getting there. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting there. I'm going to try and get some sleep at some point this week. Uh, you can watch us. You can see my tired, sorry face on YouTube, youtube.com slash pick six. Of course, subscribe and hit the like button if you're watching. Tell us what your best bet for this game is. We'll be recapping this game after it happens. We recap all primetime games Monday night, Thursday night, Sunday night, 1 p.m. on Thursdays. Now that the holiday, now that Thanksgiving's over, is our pick show. And 1 p.m. on Tuesday is our mock draft show. Plus, today is the final day to get 25% off all products in the Pick Six store. Use a QR code in the top right corner. It's over my left shoulder. Also, go to store.cbsports.com if you want to get a very uh, soft hoodie. Sully, we have to get you a, a hoodie on the house for all your... Ooh, I like that. All right. <laughs> That's like the, the comp. I, yeah. I do have the pick six uh, beer mug, so that is... Oh, you do? Is, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So wait, did you get sent that or did you buy it? No, I bought it. Okay. I'm a company that's, man. Come on now. It's ridiculous. I mean, not, I'm not saying everyone should get free stuff, but like you should, you should for your, like you've got enough service time in where you should get a free pick six hoodie. It's very soft and comfortable. I love mine. All right. I'll have to, I'll have to get it after the powers of B. Yeah. I, I believe you. I'll get after him as well. Uh, producer Chris probably do for one as well for all his, uh, for all his work this season. Seahawks. Washington is a pick em. You're over under 47. What do you think about this game, Sully? Yeah, it's weird. And you know what? I thought um, I thought RJ White, he's on with you all the time. He used to be one of our editors. Now he's over at Sportsline. He made a great point in this in that, you know, it's weird that the odds makers feel like they are trying, like they're anticipating Russell Wilson not struggling at some point, breaking out. You, yep. know, you noted that he has not been playing well since he's come back from this hand injury. And RJ pointed out on Sportsline that the odds makers did make this game early on minus two and a half for Seattle. And it's moved all the way to a pickup because of those struggles. But even the odds makers are kind of pointing to this fact that, all right, Russell Wilson's going to get this at some point. Could it be this week? Possibly. Could it be next week? Possibly. We don't know when it's going to happen, but people are anticipating that Russell Wilson's going to break out. I'm more of a, and, and, and RJ was, I think, leaning more towards Seattle. I'm more of a, I'll wait until I see it type of thing in terms of 
you know, I'll, I'll wait until it happens before I try to predict when what Russell Wilson will break out, especially against the Washington team. So for me, I'm leaning Washington, but it's a slight lean just because there is that little tension there of, okay, Wilson is due to break out and look more like the Russ that we're used to. For Christmas, I'm asking for a new office chair for uh i think i think like i can't i can't figure out what, what's wrong with my back i'm like oh wait i spend like 92 hours a week in this stupid chair it's, i mean it's, it's, it's anyway it, when when you hurt you adjust right yeah. like my back hurts and i'm adjusting what i do like in life russell wilson is still adjusting to his hand injury he hasn't figured it out yet i i can't i can't get there on seattle until i see it happen yeah, and exactly it, it, exactly what you said and i don't see why I mean, I, I know Brady Quinn suffered this injury a long time ago, and he didn't, you know, didn't you know, basically put on IR and didn't try to play because he had surgery. You know, he had the surgery, didn't get the pins out. The season was over. It, it was I was going to say, was, I, I feel like the season was ending for him, if I remember correctly. When yeah, he, he had six weeks left um, when, when he had the surgery, and so it was, it was basically, you know, it wasn't, he wasn't going to try and come back. And the Browns weren't very good. I don't believe that either. Um, so, you know, Seattle's not very good either, and Washington is actually playing pretty good in the last few weeks. If you look at their, like their last five or the last, excuse me, four games, two before the bye, two after the bye, they're at green Bay and at Denver, you have 24 points to green Bay, give up 17 to Denver, 19 to Tampa Bay at home and a win and 21 to Carolina in Charlotte in, in, in cams, big, you know, emotional return and Ron Rivera, another win. The offense is starting to score points and Seattle's defense is horrendous. I mean, this. I mean, I, I think. I think Washington. Washington is one of my favorite bets of the week. I, I don't. I don't know. I think. I think Washington just wins this game. Now, of course, it changes dramatically if Russ's hand is fine. If Russ come. If Russ. If the. If, the, if one more week has allowed Russ to figure out what he's. What he wants to do with his hand. How he wants to adjust. How it's going to impact his ability to throw the football. His accuracy, etc. You know, that's a whole different ball game. But the last two weeks. I mean, Russell Wilson has been horrendous. 14 of 26 for 207. No picks, but sacked four times. Didn't run the ball at all either. I think he's probably scared he's going to hurt his hand more if he keeps running. And then against the Packers in that first return, 20 of 40 for 161 and two picks. Maybe that's incremental improvement from week to week. And maybe he finally gets right in and in, in, in comes out and plays really well on Monday Night Football. I just can't buy into it until it actually happens. So yeah. I like Washington a lot here. I would probably lean towards the under, but it's the same sort of deal, right? Like if it's if the same Russ exact thing, right? I mean, if you're thinking, if you are thinking that Seattle's going to come back and Russell Wilson's going to be Russell Wilson, well, then you probably want to take the over because this thing's going to turn into a shootout with Taylor Heineke on the other side. Like that's, you kind of have, those things are very much connected. And I'm right there with you. Like, like, I just think it's a great point that what RJ pointed out, where it's like it did open at Seattle minus two and a half. The, the odds makers are pointing to this could happen at some point, but I just have a hard time of, of really figuring that out or when it's actually going to be. I want to see it from Russell Wilson before I can start, you know, just throwing throwing darts and saying, yeah, it might be this week against Washington, especially because Heineken has been very good. I mean, we talk, you're talking about the last four weeks post by he's completing 77.8% of his passes. I mean, he's he's been playing really well as of late. And and look, I mean, four and six is not where you want to be as a football team. Nobody nobody tell you they want to be four and six, but you get a five and six, and you are same record as Minnesota, and right there in the playoff race. And I understand Seattle's three and seven; they get a four and seven. They're sort of uh, you know similar situation to a degree. 
I think that the I think that the spread is so low that the way I would bet this is I would wait until probably about eight o'clock, and I would look and see. I would I would I'm watching. You know, you need to be watching the Monday night. Like if you really, you know, if you, I mean, like you, can, you can do whatever you want. You can bet on whatever you want. But like if if you want to if you want to try and maximize your value here in terms of the point spread, it's not going to shoot up to three on either side. Yeah. You know, so watch Monday. What's what's countdown? Hear what Schefter's going to have something. It's in Washington. He knows a ton of people there. You know, they're they're not far from it. They're going to be, you know, they're going to they're going to see Russell Wilson on the field. They're going to see him warming up. They're going to hear things from the the Washington training staff. Um, you know, listen to like figure out what's going on with that before we make our decision about which way we want to go. And you know, if you you know if you see this thing drop precipitously in terms of the total over the course of the day, then maybe that's a hint that Russ is not good or. You know, et cetera. I, I, I would, if, if, if we, if Russ was good, I would pass on the, on the bet. And I would just take the over, I think, in this spot. Yeah. And the other thing you got to look out for here, too, is, uh, it looks like Washington might be getting back some key pieces this week. Curtis Samuels is in Logan Thomas are both expected to play. So keep an eye on that, too, because that obviously will, will, I would assume, affect the lines even a little bit. Just looking at the, yeah, the, yeah. The uh, final injury report has uh, Curtis Samuel as listed as questionable. Adam Humphreys is questionable as, questionable as well. Ricky Seals-Jones, doubtful. Didn't they get – is Logan Thomas back? Logan Thomas is not on that because he's on IR. He needs to be activated. He be activated. This game. Can he be so activated just, for this game? Yeah, so th- they say the ex- expectation is that he's going to be in this game. So mm. keep an eye out for that. That's a big piece. And uh, J.D. McKissick, full practice, so he won't miss any time. DK Metcalf limited, so he'll have a he'll be questionable at least, or you know he will. I, I would guess he'll be active, but I mean that would be a that would be a big deal. Yeah, if DK for some reason was not. Uh... Oh yeah, but if you're talking about the total too, I mean you know you look at Seattle again, like we were saying, it correlates to how you feel about Russ. They've had 13 points over the last two yeah. weeks. It just if you if you're expecting more of the same, then I, I have no idea how you can expect Washington to carry you 95, 80 percent of the way there. I was I was arguing with uh, our buddy Nick, my buddy Nick Costas about this, and he was like, "I don't." He's like, "Seattle's my favorite bet of the week." I was like, "I don't understand how it can be if you don't like you don't know when Russ's hand is going to heal, and no one does. Like, if it gets if it's better, then yes, yeah, Seattle's probably a good bet. But if it's not, <laughs> Seattle could get truck sticked here. I mean, like they're not they're not a good football team, and Russ is not healthy." All right. And the, and the other break. thing, oh, quickly, really quick, just a quick trend here, just for you, for Seattle too. Not even from a Russell Wilson hand standpoint, because obviously he's been out. You know, you know, he's been out for a little bit, but just in general, this team is five, oh, five and zero. Oh, the under is uh, in their last five road games in Washington, four and one. The unders hit in their last five games overall. So, mm. you know, it does trend that way. All right. There you go. Let's take a break. When we come back, player props. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. 
That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right. So I am uh I have four props and you have four props. Wow, very exciting. Very exciting. I'm trying to see if we can match up. Um ooh. I went all I went all overs too. We were just over over guys. Well, that's just like what we what we like to do. We just I like overs. It's just easier to pick <laughs> overs. So my first one, we both have a Taylor Heineke prop. Ooh, you have a Logan Thomas prop. I like that. Taylor Heineke, I have over rush yards 18 and a half. I just I picture and we'll get into this a little bit more when we talk about um first the first first uh, touchdown score, but I just picture Taylor Heineke like all I can do is when I when I think about Taylor Heineke, all I can picture is that rush against Carolina where you know he's just like and he's like wildly gesticulating and he's you know he's picking up yards. He's a fast player. He's at home. This should be a decent crowd, I guess. Um, eighteen and a half feels very short to me. Make sure it didn't go up over. Uh, let's see. The um, I, I think this should be closer to like twenty five. Honestly, I I, I just it's just short it, i don't i don't know what to say it's just short he's gonna rush for more than 20 yards and i and i don't understand why this is uh why this is so low so i love heineke over rush yards i could see this moving up throughout the day i would bet this nail if you've got it uh, and you like heineke pass yards yeah i do I, for for heineke to, again he's he's gone over this number a decent amount here let me just pull it up uh, he's gone over at six of his nine starts this season. Seattle's allowing 279.6 passing yards this season. I believe they're 25th in the NFL against the pass in DVOA. It's just a great spot for him. But quickly going, uh, you know, that one obviously correlates because it's Taylor Heineke. But the rushing yards one for you, I think, correlates the same with my J.D. McKissick over for his receiving yards because I mm. feel like that's particularly low for him too. And I think both of those are low because of Antonio Gibson starting to look a little bit more healthy, starting to, you know, post by that shin injury seems to be a thing of the past. I think he ran for 90-something uh, yards last week. So I think that that's probably what's bringing both of those numbers down. I like both of them. I still think that Heineke is going to be able to run around through you know scrambles and all that kind of stuff. And I think McKissick, he had a very small uh, impact in the passing game last week, four yards receiving. But that I just don't think that, that that's more uncommon than him not going over this total here. He's gone over it in four straight prior to that game last week. I think both those guys are going to be involved in the rushing and the receiving game in their respective in their respective units there. And I think Antonio Gibson's the one that's kind of bringing that number down. I don't I, mean, I don't really understand that. Yeah, maybe, maybe so. I mean, I mean, I guess if the Washington blows out Seattle, then maybe Heineke isn't running. He's averaging. 4.5 carries per game, 27.6 uh, rush yards per game <laughs> yeah. I mean, over the full yeah. course of the season. That's obviously substantially higher. He's gone over 18 and a half five times. He, he had one game with 95 rushing yards. I mean, this guy runs, I think, you know, and granted that was a loss, but, you know, you look at Carolina, six carries, 29 yards and a win. It does appear. Uh, but I, think every, I think everybody remembers Heineke, you know, rushing, running around, diving in that divisional or that wild card. Yeah, right, right, right. He's a mobile, like, like he's a mobile, he's a mobile scrambler who's not a great quarterback and doesn't have a perfect defensive offensive line, and so he's he's not afraid. He's not afraid to take off and run. 
Um, I like uh, Gerald Everett over receiving yards. You see a guy a little bit closer to scrimmage, closer to line of scrimmage, catching more passes. Maybe, maybe the game plan will be to make life easier on Russ, get him some some quicker looks, some closer looks, so he's not trying to you know sling the ball down the field. Um, I think Everett at twenty six and a half. We're not asking a ton here. No, not at all. And I'll stick with the tight ends too. Logan Thomas for me, if he plays, obviously pay attention to that. Make sure he's activated off of IR before you make any sort of bet here. But the fact that he's even on these props would trend to a more positive direction for him. Over 30 and a half receiving yards. The two times he's gone over it this season in the full games that he's played, Taylor Heineke's been his quarterback. The only time, other time he didn't do it was back in week one where he wasn't the starting quarterback. It was Ryan Fitzpatrick. So, you know, that to me, I just think he's a guy that's clearly a weapon on this in this offense. And Seattle hasn't been playing well against tight ends this year. I mean, just look at last week. Zach Ertz, 88 yards. I think it was two touchdowns or maybe one touchdown. You know, that unit is susceptible to tight ends. And if Logan Thomas is back healthy, again, it's very similar to Everett. You're not asking a lot for him to go over 30 yards receiving. Uh, and I should probably point out that now at Caesars, that Gerald Everett total is 30 and a half. Um, so, Chris, we may want to adjust that. And it's juiced over minus 135. Golly. Wow, that, that spiked. I think I grabbed that one last night after after the uh, after the podcast. But I, I don't mind it at 30 and a half. It's still obviously very expensive at minus 135. The last two weeks, he's averaging 50, 50 receiving yards per game, five and a half catches. It's just because I mean, Russ is, you know, just think about how Russ is operating. He's not he's not throwing the ball. The ball's not coming out of his hand the same way. Yeah. So he's throwing it, keeping it closer to the line of scrimmage, throwing it shorter. Um 9.1 yards per reception. So Everett's sort of posting up as, as a nice safety valve. Now Washington secondary, not great. So you know, we'll see how how easy it is for him to operate there. I also have uh, DK Metcalf over receiving yards, 63. Uh, it's up to 65 and a half now. Uh, over receiving yards and, and Tyler Lockett over receptions. I'll see if that's moved up. I wouldn't take that at five, but I like it at four and a half. I think he, yeah, four and a half minus 150. Gosh, sheesh. And the only other one for me is, I, see, I like Russell Wilson under his his passing yard total there just because I don't know. It's very similar. It's, a, it's the exact same argument. I don't know what Russell Wilson is going to look like. What I've seen so far is that he's not healthy and not really been able to throw the ball effectively. And if that continues, he's going well under this. He hasn't done that in the past two weeks since he's been back. And even if you want to go back even further, uh, he hasn't. He didn't hit that. He, the only times he's hit the over on this prop, or at least the one that I put in, was weeks one through three when he was fully healthy. Even, even after that, he started to fall off. Yeah. I mean, look, again, like all these are – you know, I'm I'm taking these over on these Seattle pass catchers. The idea being that Seattle can't score. Washington does score. Seattle's forced to throw anyway. It's not like Russ is because the thing is he's not I mean, he's not hurt. Right. He's just he's recovering from a surgery. Like he's he's in theory healthy, so he can throw all he wants, but it's just not he's not accurate right now. So right. We, it, well, it's like what Brady Quinn said. It was more of a feel more than anything, right? It was more it was more just you yeah. know getting that timing and it's kind of feels a little bit different coming off the hand. Exactly. Yeah. So it, given that, I think it makes, uh, yeah, I mean, I like the under and the passing yards. And, and you know, with that DK and the locket over, like I, in, I guess, and, and Everett over, I guess you could think that it, it it doesn't match up with Russ under passing yards. But, all, like, Lockett can get to five catches with 65 yards, you know, or 45 yards. Uh, you know, DK can get over 63 and a half without Russ going over 250. I mean, that's that can easily sure. happen. Um so, you know, we're, a team that's going to have to throw a bunch 
because they're just not good right now. And if and and the other thing, if Russ is if Russ is getting better, you know, I feel fine with my props. But I agree on the on the under of his total passing yards. I I, I sort of think it's should probably be closer to like 240, 240, 235 maybe. He shouldn't be higher than Heineke unless the Washington's just going to run the ball down their throats. Uh, all right, first touchdown scorers. It's not a not a not a pretty slate. I said the QBs and the tight ends, and I think you agree. Yep. Russell Wilson, twenty three to one. I I sort of wonder if they're. I mean, I don't know, would 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 they be? Should they be doing more design run stuff? Do they know what they're doing? I mean, you know, what I mean, like, should they? He's got uh, let's see, what does he have? Uh, seven carries for thirty four yards. Eh. In his two games since returning from surgery, he hasn't run a ton. He ran more against Green Bay. I could, I mean, I could just kind of see him pulling the ball and trying to sneak around the corner if they get close to the end zone and Washington stacking the box because they don't want to risk him throwing it into a tight window and it being picked off or popped up in the end zone or something like that. I like twenty three to one and, and Heineke, as we mentioned, uh, clearly a runner. Twenty one to one is a is a perfectly fine price. Right. I almost wonder if if they get into that area, very similar to what you're saying with Ross, is does he trust his legs a little bit more than his than his arm at the moment? You know, does he try to say, all right, or does he not trust his hands and he you know wants to use his legs? Right, right exactly. Yeah. And and so, you know, that's I think both those guys have great value. I don't mind JD McKissick, you know, you know, twelve to one. You're getting into that red area. He's somebody that is obviously going to be a factor in the passing game. So, you know, he's someone that I think if you want to get a little bit of value there, maybe he's somebody to pay attention to. The only one other one I'll bring up, and it's a Hail Mary prop. I, I figured I'd put it in to the touchdown uh, one is Antonio Gibson, two or more touchdowns this week. That's plus 575. Mm. That one I think is a little bit interesting. He's done that twice already this year. And Seattle, you know, they've actually been giving up multiple touchdowns to backs throughout the season. I think the most recent one was A.J. Dillon. Even though he didn't have an efficient night against them, he had two touchdowns against against them a few weeks ago. So to me, Antonio Gibson getting a little bit healthier, I, I don't know. That one I want to sprinkle. Nothing crazy on, but just to, to maybe just highlight it here a little bit soon. I like it. I like it. Gibson, I mean, Gibson. this could be a Gibson game. Yeah. Maybe we'll, uh, maybe we'll talk about Gibson when we talk uh, DFS, which we're going to do. On the YouTube channel, it's exclusive, exclusive. So if you're listening to the podcast, thanks for listening. We'll see you guys later. If you are watching on YouTube and you want to see the DFS, stick around and we will do that right now. Now.